0: Welcome back to another episode of Bobcast, where I interview interesting people who are breaking the mold regardless of the status quo and pursuing their dreams in one way or another. Today on the show, I have Matthew Rosenswag, also known as ice made it ice made it. Is an original content producer at United Masters, which is a music distribution platform created specifically to help artists not only release their music, but monetize it as well. But he doesn't actually work directly in the music realm there. He works as a podcast producer, booking guests like Russ, ASAP Ferg, and many other celebrities. We also dive into the modern record deal and how these artists are positioning themselves to eliminate any of the downsides of the old way of doing things in the record business and finally the one thing that matt did to completely differentiate himself from the pack and move his way up in the music and production business all right i'll leave you with this episode today with ice made it the only thing i ask of you is to please share this with one person who might find it valuable this is a listener supported show and for the last four years you have been the reason why we're able to keep going so thank you so much for tuning in, and please enjoy this wide-ranging interview with my friend Ice. Made it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today on the show, I have my man Matt Rosenswag. How are you, my man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, bro. Anytime. I it. I've been. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Like I've been. Like I said, I've been seeing podcast setups. I'm all in. I just want to know. I want to <laughs> learn. Or, you know, and I think that's how I just started, like, engaging with your content or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I've been seeing your brand. I mean, your site. You've done a lot. Um, we're going to dive into it. Uh, but if you could, before we do dive in, can you give a little bit of context on what you do? And uh, you can take as long or as short to do that. It's up to you. But um, just want to set some context for people and then we can just roll.
1: Sure. Um, Matt Rosenswag. Um, I've had the nickname Ice uh, given by my three younger brothers it was given to me when i was around 13 so it's just been matt ice matty ice since then uh the ice made it brand this goes way mm-hmm. back um currently let's, let's let me start this real quick I'm, I'm currently working for the the label and tech company united masters um i am a original content producer there so my job is basically to produce podcasts and online series for the brand um, as we're trying to build out our YouTube network and try and build out you know series that to keep up with the modern the modern landscape of of pop culture and things like that it's mm-hmm. all about content so we're just trying to get there you know we had a YouTube channel that um, you know it was very grassroots uh, we were able to get a few celebrities on there Russ Steve Stout people like that um, that was before I came on and now that I'm there, um, I've produced like four new shows, had a ton of celebrity guests. Um, I've built an entire podcast studio there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yo, that's listeners didn't right hear there. that. I, I'll
2: throw that I should throw yeah. that in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, nah, cool. nah, that
1: was good. So um, yeah, there's, uh, I've, I've produced four shows there. Uh, Who Made the Beat is one of them. Um, the Mining Diamonds podcast with Jim Jones is one of them. Uh, Another one is called Select Conversations. I'm actually producing the uh, second season. Uh, The first season was produced when I wasn't there. Uh, That's hosted by um, the head of YouTube music, uh, Rachie Jackson. And it's all celebrity guests, ASAP Ferg. We've had Styles P and his wife. We've had a lot of cool people on there. Um, We're actually going to wrap that season up, uh, wrap production, probably uh, first week of August. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, but the Ice made it thing, so I'm kind of like a self-titled A&R, creative director, uh, production designer. Um, it all started when I picked up a camera when I was like, you know, I, I got a camera for Christmas when I was like nine. And from that point forward, it was kind of just my passion, anything with a camera, anything music related, because I was also given a guitar when I was eight. So it was just like years back to back. I was just given direction. And, uh, yeah, that's basically, like, how I got to where I'm at on in a nutshell, but it's way deeper than that. So, that is me. So, where
0: does it start? Is it, you're in New Jersey now, or? yeah? Yes. So, you're in New Jersey, or Boone, or? Boonton, New Jersey. Yeah. So, and i with the Vault Studio. I don't know if you know that. I've it's heard of Boone. them, yeah. Yeah, Tyler and Braddock, yeah. So, I, didn't, like, intern there for free, and it was great. Like, it was a dope experience, dude. I got to just chill there and just, like, take game. Yeah. And so, dude, I love production man like i love and i love booting like i just had to go there and it was those two things and i would just get a coffee
1: and then just like be yeah in the booth dude so shout out booting coffee yeah. i've never had a yeah. coffee there but i always see the lines outside yeah. so keep doing it it there. must be good right yeah it must
2: be good hell yeah
1: man so but so does it start in new jersey for you <coughs> new york where where is your where's that come up so it starts in new jersey um where did i go from here i moved to atlantic city new jersey that was like the first when i when i graduated high school And I left home. The first place I went was Atlantic City because I wanted to live on the beach. So I went to Atlantic City. I met some cool people. Um, You know, when you're in high school, like, you lose direction of the things that you really care about. Like, if I had been given a camera at nine years old or a guitar at eight, like, the friends that I was trying to impress and hang out with in high school were not the people that were interested in these things. So along the way, you lose it, right? So you graduate high school and you move away and you realize... Damn, there's mad people in this world. There's a lot of cool people that I don't have to go out of my way to look a certain way or impress them. Or like, I can just like the things that I like. And so, being around these people was just the beginning. You know, they were the people that supported me and nurtured my passions. And like, um, were the people that were able to help me refine my like inner child. Like, help me find myself again so that I could take these things and build them out. And even then, you know, these people were like, I would talk crazy shit. Once I realized what I wanted to do, I would say, I'm going to go sign an artist. I'm going to go develop talent. I'm going to go shoot music videos. I'm going to do... And they would laugh, you know? Go ahead, bro. You know how hard it is to do this shit out there? And so, I lived down there for about seven years on the beach. Really just, like, honing in on myself and finding, like, direction in my life. And then I moved to Miami. Um... In Miami, I ha- I was like blessed to work on the Art Basel festival, on a couple of events that like, just fake it till you make it thing. Is that how you say it? How do you say that? Art Basel. Basil. 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 <laughs> okay. I never Some people, people say, say Basel. Heard, That's if you're like not a rich... basil. It's definitely not basil. No, nah.
2: <laughs> all
0: basil. He's going yeah. to a basil festival. <laughs> Dude, a bunch of Italians show up. Yeah. there like, they might as well. Wait, what is
1: this? Huh? That basil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, there was there was this girl, um, yes, Jules down there. I heard of yes, Jules. Yeah, she's pretty big. Um, I didn't work directly for her But there was people working for her That were trying to do their own thing And they were experienced because of Jules And they were like the ones that kind of mentored me In the beginning it was like I was doing anything I could So I had my camera that I bought My first camera was like a Nikon D300 or something like that It was some cheap camera It was used I bought it off my friend for $350 And I would bring it with me everywhere And just offer services Be like I could take pictures of your venue I I could make flyers I could do graphic design there's a little sub-note here. Um, when I was handed all the... Like, for Christmas, when I got the camera and I got the guitar and things like this. This is when the internet first came out. And I was teaching myself everything. Like, anything on a computer that you could learn. I was super, super, super interested in it. It's all I give... Like, any... I gave a fuck about it. Like, it. was, it was just this. So, Adobe programs and coding and, like, all this stuff was just... It's like a second language to me. So... Fast forward to where I was at, and I'm offering all these services in Florida. And, um, you know, I'm networking. Like, you meet people that are like, okay, like, this person has worked with so-and-so and and these brands and this and that, and and you remember these people. Mm -hmm. And you see them, and you're like, wow. Like I said, like, these people I met in Atlantic City. Now I'm meeting people in Florida, and I see that they're achieving goals that I was talking about a few years ago, and I'm around them. How far off could they possibly be from where I currently stand? So it kept going from there. You know, I kept honing in on what I wanted to do, honing in on what I wanted to do. I um, I got a job. I moved back home from Florida. I moved to Philadelphia. I was actually living with a friend in Florida that I went to high school with, and he got a job at Complex in New York. So he moved back, and I moved back at the same time, but I moved to Philly, and I worked at a, uh, a bar bartending because I was trying to save up some money so I could move to New York, hopefully to work at Complex. <clears throat> he was able to get me, like, a part-time motion graphics position working on this polo documentary and uh i did my motion graphics thing i didn't know how to use after effects whatsoever it was such a new program i did what the what the fuck i could you know what i mean and it actually in my opinion it came out dope i see art today that is almost the same as what i put out and it was just simple you know mm-hmm. they hated it they fucking hated it they like almost didn't want to pay me you know they they and this is one of the first gigs, too. One of my first big gigs. Like, this is, this, is you know what I mean? I was yeah, so excited yeah. to work on this. So when they didn't want to use my work, I was a little crushed. You know what I mean? So I got spiteful, and I said, fuck this. You know what I'm going to do? I took my camera, and I emailed every single big festival and concert, and I was like, I work for Complex. Let me come shoot your festival. I got into a lot of concerts. A lot of them. Just off the strength. Just lying. You know what I mean? I did one half of a job for Complex, but I'm going to tell you I worked there. You know? So it got me into a lot of spots. Um, I was able to take pictures like um, Adidas Greatest Day Ever Festival. There was a lot of cool artists there. Um, a lot of small, not Rolling Loud ever. They always like played me every time I would email them. But <clears throat> there's this company, Concert Crave in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm familiar. The guy that owns that has been in the game for a very long time. Very, very long time. His name's Claude. Back in the day, um, there used to be a club in Sayreville called Club Abyss. And this guy would run the promotion on all the teen nights, and like, like it, it goes deep, like house music days, like back in the day. Everybody was Guido. Mm-hmm. He was the he was the king, Guido. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, so I don't know if you remembered me, but I was able to send the emails and be like, Yo, Claude. You know what I mean? I had I had a couple of references that were friends with him, just be like, so he was able to put me on to a couple of shows, and I was able to shoot people like Lil TJ and people like that. So I'm posting all my work on Instagram, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody reached out to me once I'm just going to give you a whole come up right now cause Yep, yep, yep Alright, so Oh, dude, I'm all in, by the way This is a podcast, let's go Cool So, somebody reached out to me once my, my boy James now Like, he's a good friend of mine say, yo, do you want to come uh, be a production assistant on a maxo Cream video? And I'm like, what is a production assistant? Sounds cool You know what I mean? Might as well <laughs> So I said, yeah He liked my work You know, he saw the pictures And he saw that I was doing things So, I go in and I see the lights for the first time. I see all this. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like Hollywood. I'm like mind blown. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing gels over and the colors and like all this, you know, big cameras and stabilizers. And and I'm like, oh, nah, this, I see them building the set and I see the creative going into it. And I'm like, oh, nah, this is it. You know what? This is what I wanna do. So I busted my ass that day. I fucking did everything I possibly could just to make an impression on the director. And uh, it worked. Like, I got in with the director, Shomi Patwari. The dude was somewhat of a mentor to me for like two, two, three years. After like a year of working for him, he made me an art director, working with him. So I was designing all the sets. Um, And he would just call me whenever he needed an art director, which was every video. So I had the opportunity to work with a ton of talent, um, ranging from Wu-Tang to ASAP Rocky to Olivia O'Brien to really like a wide range of people. Uh, real quick to just get us to where I'm at now. Um, I put all this stuff on my website. The same guy that got me on with Show Me sent me a link to United Masters saying they were hiring an art director. I applied for the job. The guy called me. It ended up being a guy that I worked with, the New York Knicks, um, on a project with him with Show Me and he had seen me work before and he knew I busted my ass. So he said, listen, we're getting rid of the art director position whatever reason they got rid of it he's like but jim jones is coming to me and he wants a podcast produced do you think you could produce a podcast from beginning to end And i said of course <laughs> you <laughs> know what i mean of course i could do that so here we are you know and i learned how to produce throughout you know working on the show me you know like it's not like i was just an art director like i could do everything you know after a year working with him i basically knew the ropes like how to do everything so now we're here, and I'm doing everybody's job because of all the things I just mentioned. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you chose to be a podcast producer, so by default, you have to do everything. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know this going in either. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I didn't know. I just was like, oh, I'll edit. That should be about it. It's a lot of work, man. And then there's a lot of stuff around that. So, what did you do for the uh, that director? Like, what did you do that set you apart? Just that day When you said I have to impress this guy
1: Dude I will like I'm the type of dude That no job is too little Or too big I will never say no If I know that There's some type of like If there's any type Of gain to it For me I'm gonna I'm gonna bust my ass I'm gonna I'm the guy on set That They call somebody else's name And my head is like You know Jolting around A million miles an hour Just trying to get The work done anyway So it doesn't matter Whose job it is Back you know When I was hungry And I was coming up Not that I'm not hungry now But it was like it was really like that i'll fucking do anything i'll fucking do anything so just tell me what to do and i'll get my hands on it and the thing that set me apart i think is i was efficient i could do these people's jobs better than them you know and it's not to be cocky or anything but it's just what it is if i could do it in 10 minutes and it takes you two hours there's a clear difference you know what i mean so it's like
0: the proof th- is in the work and in and- in right. that instance, yeah. Right. Or all instances, basically. So that's something where you, it, the proof could be in the work where it's just like, my work ethic is just unstoppable here. Like, I'm down to do whatever you need me to do, and I'm just going to, but I got to let you know. Like, I feel like that was also part of the differentiation because you were letting them know that I'll do anything. Right. You know, it wasn't just like you were standing around waiting for something. Like, no, I need something. Mm-hmm. Like, give me something to do, right? Like, I need to, whatever it is you need me to do. So that's kind of, that's that's just a testament. Like, that's just, Solid advice, too, though. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, like, just overall, though, because what if you just did more than the average?
1: Yeah. That's all it takes, bro.
0: Like, if you did, then you'd be in such a small pool of people. Yeah. So then you would have to stand out.
1: I have to tell you that through hiring, you know, through production, getting assistance, getting people like that. 75% of the people that I hire are just standing there waiting for direction. If you're in that 25% of people that isn't waiting for direction and you're just going you're the person i'm looking for you know and like that's the person i was trying to be in hoping that people were looking for those type of people so i'm hoping that it got me to where i'm at because you know what i mean like that's that's and and sometimes you know where i'm at now it turns into like a blur because you're doing it every day it's a grind and it's like uh it, it's like sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. So, so you're just like it becomes second nature to you. So if it, if it is advice, I would just recommend that like just go, just do what you have to do, do anything that they want you to do, and eventually you're gonna be able to do what you want. You know, it's it's, it's you gotta. They're gonna take, 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 and you're gonna give, 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 give until it's finally time for you to like take. But when you take, how are you gonna do it? Because if you want to be the difference, if you want to stop being taken advantage of and things like this, you got to be the change, but you got to be able to get to the point where you you have the platform to put people on first.
0: Yeah, you You have to have, exactly, you have to have the means to be able to support more than just yourself. Right. Yeah. And that's, honestly, I didn't start there, dude. Like, (laughs) I think I was telling you, um, you know, I did it, like, I feel like I'm doing business in reverse. Because I started so – I started right out of college. I just, like, right. went for it full time. And, uh, you know, it's ups and downs, obviously, but there's just so much to learn that you could literally do it wrong for such a long period of time. And that's the thing about starting at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like – but when you have – and I – dude, I want to say, it, like, there were jobs – you know, it's interesting. There were jobs when I did that, when I did go above and beyond. Right. And there were jobs when I didn't. Right. And I think it was probably because more of the person maybe, or yeah, I mean, it's probably all the factors, right? but like, yeah, it's it's that mentality, though, in that situation, I think it was also just coupled with the fact that you're like, "I'm going to do this thing." like oh, that was the reason. yeah, that was the actual reason mm-hmm. why it's because you're you said to yourself, "I'm
1: going to do this thing." right It's and a manifestation you, yeah. thing, man. Yeah. like that shit is so real. I tell my mom sometimes, like my words are magic, and like I mean it, I'm so fucking serious when I say it because I say things. And I'm sure I'm putting the work in, but sometimes it just seems like everything just comes true. You know what I mean? It's just like, like, I know I'm putting the footwork in, but it's it's subliminal. I'm doing it with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? So when when the results appear, it's like, wow, like manifestation. Like you really just got to say this shit to yourself until you believe it. Even if you're lying to yourself, even if you don't fucking believe it, say it until you fucking believe it. Because it's gonna, you know, you'll turn into that person. They say 28 days, build a habit, right? So 28 days of acting like whatever, the, you know, whoever you're trying to be and you're going to get close, you know, yeah. at least you're going to have some of the behaviors down, you know, and then take another 28 days working on more. And, you know, after a few years, 28 days, you know, 12 months of 28 days, you're going to be a different character. You've been putting in work to be that character. So how could you, you know? And it's not that, like, you don't have to be a character. When I say character, it's not a flaw. It's not something that, like, you're putting on a facade or a mask. But if you have a goal, that's the character that I'm talking about. You, you could be any, any goal, anything you want to achieve, you can get to that just by, you know, say it, say it, say it, do it. That's it. Believe yourself. And then put in the action. And it's, and it's hard because, like, a lot of people start from nothing. But, like, it's, you got to start somewhere. It starts with saving pennies, you know, and then you invest and you buy things and you you do things that you got to do in terms of production. Like, it's a lot of just uh, starving to get bigger, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think people are just lying to themselves anyway, so
0: you might as well lie about being positive then. Exactly. Most people are lying to themselves. Yeah, like you're probably lying to yourself about some negative shit anyway. Yep. So, yeah. might as well lie to yourself and be positive instead. Like, it's going to just, that's what's going to lead you. Like, if you guar- you'll guar— guarantee that you won't get somewhere if you just say you're not going to get there. Right. Like, that's what I, d- I think. I don't remember when that barrier was for me when I kind of went over that and realized mm-hmm. that. But it's, yeah, like, if you don't, the people that did get places, there's people that got places that probably didn't think they'd get there. Right. And they didn't even do anything maybe to get there. But then there's other people who just, it kind of, like, that was it was, the start of it was thinking it. Then it was working, 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 continuing to think it, working, 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 Mm -hmm. and like that's it. But it you don't need both those. You can have just the work. You can't have just the thinking, but you could definitely have just the work. Right. But then you'll still have a disconnect. Yeah. Between what you want to do
1: and what you're actually doing. Right. If you just have the work and not the other side of it. It's facts. Yeah. And you could lose sight of the other side of it too. Mm -hmm. You could have the work all the time and then or either vice versa. You know, like you could lose one side of either. It's just a matter of balance. Like, everything in life is just balance. And being able to detach yourself from certain situations. And if, you, if you're if you too, you know, if you're too caught up in, like, scrolling through Instagram and comparing yourself to other people and seeing, you know, people with their feet up in water and on vacations and, and you're not there, like... My dad used to tell me, like, every second that you're not making money... You're losing it. So what the fuck are you doing staring at people with their feet up in the water? What the fuck are you do? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. get your ass up and go do that. Like, go do it. What is holding you back from doing that besides yourself? Like, nothing. Like, nothing. The people are out there. The resources are out there. They're in the street. You can go to fucking New York and you talk to anybody on the corner, and I guarantee you, if you talk to 15 people, you're going to meet somebody that does what you do. And from there, you're going to branch. You know the separation is six? I like through six people, you know everybody in the world. Yeah. How fucking difficult could it possibly be? You know what I mean? Oh, I've been saying like if you're
0: especially if you're like watching and listening to this podcast, most yeah. likely you have everything you probably need. Right? It's within yeah. your grasp. Yep. You just got you got fingers. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead and grab yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And well, it, the starting point is intimidating. That's what I think the intimidating part of it is. Where I, I, I think people, I think, and and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like starting is the easiest part. Like, I think starting it's the easiest part if you don't put expectations on starting and you just kind of like do
1: it. So that's the hard know? part. Expectations. That's yeah. like a huge thing with me personally mm-hmm. is like starting for me is the hardest part. Okay. Cause I'm a big, ah, this I'm, is good. yeah, I'm a big procrastinator to be honest with you. Like I'm a guy that I've been trying to train myself out of it. Right. Like I'll get the work done, but I know my efficiency. So I will wait until the last hour, and I will get all the work done in the way that done. Oh, so you you're just
0: efficient as en- as all hell, man. Basically, yeah. yeah.
1: That's how it goes, and that's why people come to me for oh do this, do that, do this, do that, do that, because you know what I mean. Now well, the whole so, day's work done. Yeah,
0: so I've been prioritizing speed more, and I think yeah. it's way better. Yeah, I think it's way better than being like ah, uh, I'm the guy, so I don't have to answer this. Right. Just Slow, bro. Be
1: the be the guy that does mm-hmm. well. That's faster than everybody else. Yeah. it's flow bro like once you get Mm -hmm. once you start working like like i said starting is hard for me but once i start getting in the flow of things and it's like that with anything video games uh literally anything running working out going to the gym like i want to start a youtube channel and i've been struggling with it because i don't know where to start i act like my life isn't interesting enough you know what i mean but but this is all the blocks that i just spoke about it applies to me too you know it applies to everybody i can't be the one talking shit you know yeah 100%. so it's 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 really just uh it's it's a constant battle it's not something that like you just after 28 days you're good no and it's it know? is
0: just habits ingrained too yeah. and just life experience and circumstance and it's a lot man it's a lot yeah but yeah the starting i mean yeah i mean i don't want to say like i i guess i'm not I don't want to say that is easy. I just think it I don't ascribe. I, like if I started something, mm-hmm. I'd be like shit. Like I'd get pissed cuz I wouldn't be good at it. Right. And then I'd just be like shit. Like this is the bottom. You know? Like I'm at the bottom. Like I can do whatever now. Right. Like I can just mess around, have a little bit of fun, then I can put some structure to it. Yeah. See what I like, you know? But It's a great it's, perspective, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just good. I don't know. I guess I didn't really think about it. I didn't think about the things I was starting. I yeah. was just all right, cool. I could just try this, and then it would just blossom, or it wouldn't. Right. But now I get into things really easily. Right. Like I can go deep on something, so that's why I'm like podcast, music, yeah, business. I'm like okay, a few different things, maybe some side things, but there's only so many things you can really focus on passionately and right. creatively.
1: Right. Yeah. That that's something I can say is when you're going into something that it really has to align, right? Like if I'm if I've never flown a drone before. And, I'm, and I have the money to go buy a drone, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a drone pilot now. That's easy to get into, right? But when it comes to something that involves, like, something I know that I have to hire a team of people for to do for a company, and then I want to do it for myself, it makes it seem like... I don't want to say the words unrealistic, because, like, maybe I was naive before, and I believed I could do all this on my own, and, like, this and that and the third. Because it's not that. Because if I really put my mind to it, I could do it all on my own. But it's like... I gotta pay bills I have to work my full time job I have to like It's a fear of like Now I have something to lose You know What if I put out Content on YouTube And my job hates it And they fucking fire me Now I'm done You know Now that beamer I have outside Is getting repoed With the quickness You know Like <laughs> So it's it's really like And my friends always tell me Don't be scared What the fuck are you afraid of You know what I mean Like just You, you do cool shit You're fucking You have a personality Like just go ahead And do it and I'm just like, nah, bro, there's something there that's like, <laughs> it's an, an indescribed block that I've never had before. And and I'm starting to learn how to detach myself from it so that I can start doing my own thing. If that Like even this, I'll be nervous to do a couple months ago. I would be shook because somebody might see it and be like, I don't like what he said, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm gone because it's cutthroat like that. And, I, you know, we've been told that since day one. I canceled and- myself. Yeah. And I just. I saw your video. It's there. It's there. <laughs> well, in multiple ways, dude. Like,
0: multiple. Did I yeah. have. A, do I have a video that says that? I don't what? Really
1: no. Know. No, no, no. I saw, I saw well, the no, one No, a short form it. video
0: or something like that. I, I saw, saw the one know.
1: you posted that you're talking about.
0: Which, really? The, the abortion one? Yes. Oh, okay. That's yes. different.
1: That's different. Oh, I didn't know if that was what you were <laughs> talking about.
0: <laughs> no, dude. No, like, overall, just. I mean, I just. I'd say what I say. Like, I don't right. really. No filter. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm that's the type of me that you're getting like obviously I have somewhat of a filter because I'm on a podcast and I try you know this is a podcast I'm doing something right, right. now you know I'm actually like and that's what we're doing at, you know all three of us and so there's that obvious portion of it Um, but I don't know it's if I get too caught up in it mm-hmm. in the in it
1: then I, you know you could go too far in but right and it's, you just gotta separate it's for, ba- well it kind of comes back to your balance thing too right balance and take the biggest part of balance is being able to take a step back mm-hmm. And seeing, like, okay, I have all this shit in front of me. You know? Just slow down. Just pump the fucking brakes once in a while. Because, like, we're talking about moving efficiently and with speed it's a blessing and a curse. Because you can only put so much on your plate before you realize you're overwhelmed. And then it's like, what the fuck did I just do to myself? You know? And then you're in, too. You're in. You're locked up. You're committed. And it's very easy to get blackballed out here. It's very easy to just slip up on some work oh, and miss a deadline. My question
0: slip my mind, dude. So... Yeah, so along with the content thing that I released all this content that it's just out there. Yeah. So that's something that I I really feel for people who have jobs in this position, you know, who are in this position where you don't know if one person cannot like something. Right. And then that could have the chain reaction. Right. Dude. Like that. Mm-hmm. And, and because, like, I can just do it client by client. I'm just like, right. you know, whatever. Okay, one person doesn't like it. I wasn't going to work for them anyway. You know, um, I need, like, I had a client the other day, listen to this podcast. He's been a client for a long time and he right. listened to the podcast and he was like, Hey, I would like really like this about it or the intro. And he, we were talking about it and, uh, yeah, dude, it's just like, I want to have those, uh, that's, those are the people that I want to have, you know? Right. Um, and I know that there's an etiquette that you can kind of have, even if you're somebody who just talks a bunch of shit, you know, it says whatever you want. Right. You can have a certain level of etiquette. Yeah. But I don't think you should have to police your own thoughts on an open format if that's what you're calling it. Right. Like, if that's what I'm saying, it's a raw and uncensored conversation, then that's what it is. Right. So people, you look at, you look at what you have in the setting that it's in. Right. Context. Exactly. Context. But there, that doesn't, so people, the response to that is, just because you say it's uncensored or raw doesn't mean anything. Right. That's what they're saying. Which, okay, like it means something to me. Yeah. Because I think because a lot of things are censored and right. this isn't. Right. So it's but that's the so I I'm from that perspective like if I had a job what I, I I think about it I'm like if I went into the full time job or whatever, um or had a certain contract or like would I be screwed you know right and I just I don't know I I, I it's a completely different position but there's pros and cons to each side right you know it's like I could lose a deal or whatever so easily. I, always lose any you can yep. lose anything right um so there's also that but just having the one thing too that's like i really love this thing and i want to you know i can mm-hmm. sit, just be making content essentially yeah 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 saying right. opinions on yeah things, and then it could <laughs> just dude, it's just i i it kills me like it kills me that that exists but i know i understand why it exists because i yeah. have a fucking business dude so i make money and you understand business mm-hmm. too so
1: we get it yeah But it also sucks (laughs) Yeah No it really sucks
0: Yeah as much as we understand it Because we are Going to be on the You know
1: Like the shows I produce Like we have sponsors Right And I know Like I was telling you Before the podcast started Like sponsors are great Sponsors are this But like you just said Like when it's one person That doesn't like something And then it's a chain reaction You might be on the Seventh revision Of a show And you send it up the chain And that one person That hasn't been involved In the process Since day one Decides that they don't like it Who are they? And they're not even creative. There's some corporate, you know, CEO at a liquor company, and they're telling you they don't they don't like the font and the subtitle. And now you got to go back in and you got to re-export everything and do this and do that. And maybe you love the font. Maybe you picked the font yourself and you thought it was great. And it just gets shit on with the so quick. You know, if you don't change it, you're losing a lot of money. You're losing one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're losing the money that the recoup that you spent on this production. Like, that's the money that you need to make your money back. And you could lose it over a font.
0: Man, you know, kills me, yeah.
1: And that's how these brands work. Like, these brands, to be completely honest with you, it's a bunch of non-creative people get asking for content. Everybody wants content now.
0: If I go up the level from what I'm doing, yeah. that's the place that I'll be at. Essentially. Like, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe not a United Master scenario, but, like, at least the production standpoint of that. Right. And, like, a bigger contract and stuff like and that. And granted,
1: you know? like, there's companies out there that are yeah. great sponsors. That's- there's great sponsors out there. Mm-hmm. But you got to find them. And like, yeah. it's kind of evident which ones are great because if you go on YouTube and you look at the space, you see the sponsors that are the same sponsors across channels. And there's a reason, you know, Manscaped. You know what I mean? Brands like this that you see everywhere, on, regardless of the channel, you see this this sponsor, they must be great to work with. You know? It has to be. Yeah, the proof is in the numbers there. Right. Or so,
0: they're offering something really enticing.
1: Right. Which... which in trade, I think they're really great to work Either with. Way, it's yeah. that good, Either you know way, yeah, we're I mean? good. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly.
0: And by the way, just an aside here, like just to say, there's too many ball trimmers overall. I agree with that, <laughs> dude. There's like a hundred, and they're all the brush hog, the weed yeah. whacker, wh- 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 the wh- 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 lawnmower. Yep. Wh-
2: I want to ask a question then. Do you guys think that it's in that situation? Just take Manscaped as the example. Right? Is it the marketing team or is it the sales team that? Is the reason that you see manscaped everywhere, and that? That's oh, yeah. marketing.
1: Yeah, it's marketing. They probably have like a brand partnership whole division that works with YouTube channels and things. And of that so nature. smart. Yeah. the
0: smartest shit ever. That's mm-hmm. why
1: there's so many
0: trimmers, mm-hmm. dude. Because that's the demographic of the that's the that's ninety five percent of the people
1: watching that yep. is males. Yep. People like us that fall asleep in a YouTube hole. hundred percent. We're yep. in, baby. We're yep. in dude. every night, <laughs>
2: dude. See, I, yes. I, I I think I, I mean. To be kinda of on the opposite side here. I, I a little bit disagree. I think that it's sales rather than the marketing.
1: I think it's a it's like this.
2: So so I would agree. Normally yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I agree, because like I think that marketing you have to have a little bit of sales in order right. to succeed. Right. The problem, and I think you guys were touching on this before, was that most marketing teams? Like how they took away your creativity with the font, right? right? Take that as the example. Right. That's a marketing team telling you that, no, this yeah. is how we want to do it. Yeah. It's because they have no sales experience. They don't have no sales ideas, yeah. creativity. But yeah. you as an artist, you know, you yeah, have Yeah, but they should that. have
0: creativity right. in the marketing too, you, you know? Would, you would think. You would You would hope. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: you would hope, You'd hope. You'd hope. Right. but they, they don't have should. the budgets
1: for that. <laughs> yeah,
2: we can't hire yeah. somebody like that. Yeah. Right, they'd rather limit you. Would be like, no, this is our plan. Yeah, this yeah. is our marketing plan. Rather than say, no, take your creativity, idea, and put that into a sales marketing right. idea. You know, they kind of split the line between the two. Where yeah. I think that pairing the two, like you said, you make it that little, you know, right, you yeah. know, handshake of like, hey, marketing and sales they go hand in hand, but more times than not they're divided. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, On I, opinions percent. Yeah. right. We have a marketing team. We have a sales team. Do you think they those guys know each other by name? Right. Probably not. Probably not. At a, at a company, they, I mean, they should, mean, They should, but- It depends on your culture. They should, like, but like- The, the, like the type that, of
0: business you have set up.
2: Yeah, yeah no, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing some businesses a lot they here, do, but- though.
0: Yeah, some businesses they do, especially a smaller company. Right. You're going to know everybody. Yeah. There's 10 people. You're tight. Yeah. But how
2: do you get to the top? You got to be small to start And then somewhere. you know what it is right.
0: when they get bigger. What happens is when they depart, uh, yeah. departmentalize is a word, right? Yeah. Um, when they departmentalize, when they form departments, mm-hmm. that's when everything changes. Right. Because now you're in separate rooms and all the day. Separate areas. Right all those massive companies and those massive
1: buildings like that's some crazy shit i've never done that i don't know especially with covid bro like it's it makes it very hard for collaboration and zoom has been a blessing you know what i mean but there's something to like the human on human interaction number one you get a bunch of people in a room that are bouncing brains and if you did like if you put a sales team and a marketing team in a room and a content creation team if you put all three of these people in the same room or department's And you go ahead and you and you do what you have to do for your brand. This is gonna succeed because everything we just talked about. Like if if brands aren't doing that, they're falling behind. Because this is where the TikTok comes into play and the and and the Instagram videos and reels and like all this stuff. I don't have it for my own brand, you know. And I know that I'm falling behind every day on this stuff because like you need it. It's super important in the landscape of today. Yeah. If you don't have it, I mean like, forget the Web3 stuff. Forget the NFTs. Like I'm not I'm not backing all that. But when it comes to the internet. That we're currently on today, yep. Like if you're not if you're not putting yourself out there, you're kind of falling behind. <laughs> that was but at so the sick. same time, you know I try and only present my work on social yep. media because like I don't like the you know I go on vacations too, but I'm not over here putting my toes up in water and take, putting on my stories because like I, you don't need to see that.
0: Well, you know the deal: content's currency. Yeah. Now. And there's things that you can do with organic that you can't do with paid. Yeah. So that's what's happening is that the organic is such a crazy value Mm -hmm. because of the segmentation of these audiences and obviously other factors too. But like, it's crazy now that, listen, I'll have to admit Gary V is right a lot, like a good amount of the time, like a surprising amount, like not all the time, but a surprising amount. Mm -hmm. And him saying that with TV Mm -hmm. switching over, right? Like that is what they, they're recognizing that Mm -hmm. the the switch of me, it's or 10, 20 years behind or whatever from this full switch, right? But it's gonna 100% switch to the influencers, individuals. I mean, it's switching there for sure, mm-hmm. but better ones, not the shitty ones, no, that the followers, and all that bullshit, right? Like, there's people legitimately building a following in six days that are completely monetizable, you know? Yep. It's just it's crazy to see that switch, too. And you're a bit old, a little bit older than me, too, and you're like, so you've seen even before that, yeah. And even, and that's even crazier just to see that expanse through. Cause like I got into podcasting in 2018 or something yeah. like that, or like really in content. I mean, I made YouTube videos when I was a kid, but like, right. you know, gaming videos and all that stuff. But you know, it, if you're not in it, in it and doing this content and, and that's why like this, it's not for everybody because mm-hmm. that conversation is the, uh, zooming in on what's actually happening right, right. now. With attention, right? People's attention, and because it really is that, because they know how long they're you're they're keeping your attention. Yeah, and so it's an attention economy happening. It's switching. Yep. The manscapes of the world. yeah And the numbers are there, man. They're there. It's it's at radio level in yep. terms of money
1: spent. They're selling, man. <laughs> Radios <laughs> and podcasting's yep. up, and then digital media. It's crazy. Yeah, it's the new wave, man. This is it. You know, this is it. Like the. Podcast, people, people care about the reason why Rogan succeeded is because he was getting people on this show that had never spoken in a long format conversation before. People like Kanye West, people like you know Elon Musk. Like you don't, you don't, you know, you see Elon Musk on the news for five minutes talking about some bullshit at SpaceX. You don't see him smoking a joint, sitting for three hours talking to, like transparently with somebody. And that's what's that's what's grabbing. That's the hook. Is you uh, people are craving reality they're craving something that's relatable like they're craving things that are like wholesome like like truck camping videos and like people fishing and And like go
0: all in on those yeah
1: but people love it
0: (laughs) I love it primitive (laughs)
1: building yeah You know, I heard those primitive building videos were fake, by the way, but that's a whole nother discussion.
0: I don't... I've watched a couple, but (laughs) I bet they're fake. (laughs) I wanted to believe it was real. There was a Kubota, like, 15 Mm -hmm. feet away. Yeah. I wanted to believe it was real. They did a
1: drone shot. They caught them building it, and there was, like, an architect and, like, a whole team of contractors, and, like, (laughs) bro, it's crazy. They said that the water, like, you know when they pour the water into the pools, and it's always, like, really blue? They said that they, like, get the water from, like, a whole other location. Like, they show in the video them getting it from a river. But there's no way that river water would be that color when you pour it into a pool. So they're, like, getting it out of, like, a truck. <laughs> like, like It's a full cover It's, up, like, like <laughs> treated water. Like, they're pouring yeah. it. The Pretty director tells water. them where to go, like, what to tap, like, what colors to paint the walls, like, everything. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy. But, yeah, like mm. I said, like, and, and people love that, too. People love explo- expletive content. Like, mm. they love seeing people that aren't acting genuine get exposed. Oh, yeah. That's a huge market right now. So it's like be genuine or get fucked in this that's, market at this Dude, That is Snapchat, bro. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is yeah. Snapchat, especially
0: yeah. and that's just one stupid fucking app, but like and obviously one of the big biggest social media, so not that stupid. But <laughs> that's their whole thing. That's yeah. all of their content. Is this person did this or you won't believe that yep. or it's how stupid are we, man? Yep. It's crazy. All that content is but very stupid. Is the answer is that Clickbait. everybody's stupid and they just click it? Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, I mean, not stupid. They're just curious. Curious. Yeah. That's all it is. Human nature. And that's what you got to tap into. In front like of you. You start. You start tapping into the curiosity of people, and you're going to be successful. And it's all about the titles, and it's all about the thumbnails, and it's all about you know. The... I'm
0: getting into that shit now, man. I'm like, yeah. no, not another thing. I got to yeah. figure out. Now I figured out like six different things, and then yep. you get oh uh, number seven. <laughs> YouTube thumbnail. Oh jeez. Yep. Now I gotta watch some other YouTube asshole yep. tell me about thumbnails and this guy's boring as shit. Right. And it, we can't send somebody else in to do this. Like is there a cool little more hip person has a hip hop in the back instead right. of
1: this jazz? With the terrible mixed audio. Dude, terrible mixed <laughs> he's, talk- he's talking like this with all the reverb. This is how you make a thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they're a, too far up on it. Yeah. It's either way
0: usually how it goes so the first thing you're gonna do is <laughs> you're
1: gonna,
0: yo you get that random southern guy i'm like what's this guy doing no it's or the guy it? for in india for me for <laughs> the oh the guy in india they always know Look, yeah and they i mean they get to it pretty quick you're not going over two to three minutes nah. with those guys like nah. it's not going
2: to be very explanatory but it's going to nah. have everything it's step by step exactly you got to play it in quarter speed yeah just yep. so you can understand yeah, yeah. Well, I think maybe even recognizing trends like maybe look at like Elon Musk,
1: you know posting memes on Twitter, yeah, same shit, you know, right, dude, it's like anything anything that will grab attention at this point, like you said, it's an attention market like if 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 and 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 like it it could be something so stupid, like all you have to do is come up with a creative title, something that's gonna grab somebody, mm-hmm. And I learned you're from, in. The,
0: from the Jake Pauls and the yeah. Logan Pauls and the Dave Portnoy's yeah. and like I love Barstool like right. I don't watch them I just like them as a business right and I want to know how that happened you know like that's a big like all these like podcast
1: networks and stuff like that shit's dope man they're sick Barstool yes, I like how Barstool's they expanded sick. into professional wrestling I'm a big pro wrestling fan so the
0: Portnoy's on it though yeah that's it they like listening to it. his
1: come up like mm-hmm. I watched him on Schultz and it was just he's really got it man yeah the fact that he got into... Let me tell you something about professional wrestling real quick. The numbers are there. Wrestling is back. Like, I'm not saying you have to watch wrestling, but, like, if you watch TV and you're not watching AEW, like, you're missing out on something. Like, it's that, that good. It's that not, good. It's not, like, PG WWE anymore. It's, like, wrestling we watched when we were kids. It's back on TV. And the numbers are incredible. Like, it's doing shit. I've been trying to get United Masters. Like, I've been hinting at it. Like, yo, we should get a contract so we could... Supply their entrance music. You know what I mean? Of course, this is an uphill battle. But the companies that are doing it, Dave Portnoy, he's got his finger on the pulse. Watch this wrestling podcast he got. Watch what it does to the moon. Because this isn't Vince McMahon is going through some shit. He's got slander against him. Like he was paying girls, he was in an affair and he was paying girls millions of dollars to keep quiet. And it's finally coming out. There's a war going on between these two companies and it's like back in the day like it's a really like probably the best entertainment in my opinion on tv right now because it's based in realism like you got deals with discovery going on and money and you're talking numbers This is a war of companies and watching it go down is like this AEW is a three-year-old company and they're competing with wwe which is you know this is a kingdom this is a franchise like the franchise there's no there's not been able a company able to overcome them and Ever. It's the know? UFC of, yeah. of that, yeah. And they've been around for 50 years, 60 years, like a long time. So you're saying,
0: so it's AEW. Yeah. They, they the are. <laughs> 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 Dude. Um, They're coming in and they're establishing themselves and getting a lot of viewership yep. in this traditional age old professional wrestling to wwe the thing that everybody's watched forever whatever yeah. is do you think they're losing
1: they're going to be losing market share to this to aew then absolutely because what they're doing is wwe just signed logan paul right and this is what made me think of it you mentioned them what they're doing is they're trying to at this point they lost the war like this three-year war that's been going on with this baby company and wwe they lost it because The fans that WWE had, their core fan base, they just want to see good professional wrestling. They don't care about these corny PG storylines and like the fake, like, this girl turned into a zombie bullshit. Like, nobody cares about that. We just want to see dope shit and like people jumping off ladders through tables and things like that. So, um, it's serious. Entertainment, like real shit. And so, a majority of WWE fans that are like my age older and even the kids, The kids are now being put on to what we used to watch. And it's like, okay, now all the adults are getting what they've been craving for 15 years since WWE switched to a PG rating. And now all the kids are being put on to these stunts and, like, people getting put through flaming tables and, like, and they love it, you know? And so, WWE is doing now is they're going down. They're trying to save themselves. So, what they're doing is they're hiring entertainers. They're sticking to what they call sports entertainment rather than professional wrestling. So, it appears as professional wrestling that's what you're watching on tv but they're they're classifying themselves as sports entertainers so rather than like you're not going to see people going through tables every night you're not going to see like it's much slower paced it's much more storyline driven it's much more they're trying to get the kids back on it's bullshit you know it's it's soft pg shrek like that's what wwe is and aw is like saw you know yeah. And there's much more Saw fans than there are Shrek fans. Oh,
0: I see. So, yeah, they gave people what they actually yes. were crit. Crea- yeah, so they didn't go for the names. They nah. gave people the the fundamental thing yeah. that they wanted, yep. which was the actual Raw.
1: Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, Raw wrestling. And, like, you know what happened? All these WWE people started to leave WWE and jump ship. And now they're wrestling for AW. Because they're doing what they wanted to do in WWE. The this whole is time. happening with
0: golf. Yeah, with the Saudis. Yeah, dude, this is crazy. The yeah. golf, that, Trett, do you and he's he plays golf. So, he, yeah. do you know anything about? But like, this is right now. Things are like I didn't even know about the wrestling, but the golf is like well, whatever the American the, mainstream.
2: The golf sport. thing is a little bit different because uh, it's a lot of just money. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, this with the one's golf grind thing. shit. This, this is, is different.
0: This is come up business, come up totally. This is yeah, the, yeah, the way I look at delivering
2: w- to the customer
0: exactly what they want. Yeah, that's more. This is a monetary thing. Totally, yeah. totally. And it's we have like, a ton of oil money, and we're just balling. They're out of like, hey, we can oh. offer you,
2: you know, two million dollars, where the other guy's going to offer you one. It's like, what are you going to take? Okay, and we'll the take Saudis $2 just keep going huh? yeah, we'll, uh-huh. on. You know, wait. Hey, what oh, the saying? PJ wants to give you. They're signing three? American golfers. Hey, we'll, sign, we'll give you five. They're signing You're, American golfers, right? That's what totally, I'm totally. Yes. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. The, almost. You know, the the big names. Yeah. Probably about half of them are playing for the LIV, golf right. championship tour, whatever you want to call it. Right now, they're all moving over to that. oh. Wow. Uh, and the way I'm looking at this, you know, the the A W, you know, AEW or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, is almost like a revert back. So like like you're saying, it's like going back to like almost like 90s shit, yes, you know? Yes, like go back yeah. to 90s shit, you know, mm-hmm. shit was like raw, like yeah. oh, you can get away with a lot more on TV. Yeah. And you know, it got kind of like, you know, uh disney you right. know it <laughs> That's actually it a good way to yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. now it's like, okay, well, hey, it's like the way I look at it is almost like Jackass, you know? Yeah. Like Jackass never changed their formula. Right. You fell in love with the people and like the yep. the way that they were and the behaviors that they were doing was raw like you yeah. could see some shit that you've never seen before and it made you fall in love with the characters right. you know and now it's like you know AEW it's the same way it's like you know you don't have to give them this big storyline this big whole rah rah whatever right. it's like hey here's the shit you want to see. And it's gonna make you want to fall in love with these characters right. and come back, right?
1: You know, so it's almost like reverse psychology it in and a way. It, yeah, and it comes back to what we were just talking about, where it's like you, people want genuinity. Like you, people want yeah. people want to see real shit. If they, the storylines is what makes it look fake. You Know what I mean exactly if you see yeah. people going through tables off ladders, you're not gonna think it's fake unless there's a bunch of mumbo jumbo Disney shit surrounding. Do yes. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're right, and so the only
0: way I would route watch it personally is if it was the most badass shit, like right. if it was classic it shit, yeah, and it is, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's, like that's the only way. Like, first, yeah. I've never really watched any of it, like, I'm yeah. a UFC fan, yeah. but if I like if it was that shit, that's yeah. what, but I would turn on WWE or whatever, and right. I'm like, they're just. Like every time a guy's like this with a mic, and yeah. I'm like, can
2: yeah, can they yeah. just can you yeah, but do think something?
0: It, but it, that it was the rating it was at. Like I wasn't even familiar. Think with of
2: that. American Idol though. Like they do the same shit. Yep. It's like, hey, yeah. th- let's you know give this person the the golden ticket or whatever the yep. fuck it is, you know, because they had you know a sad story. Yeah. Same shit, you know. But it's like, well, you know, that's not why we're here. We're here for the fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. It's like you lost point of the whole thing that you were trying to do by trying to give this bullshit storyline. Yep.
0: Everything when it deviates from the actual art, Mm -hmm. that's when shit goes off, man. That's when Mm -hmm. it gets. That's when it, it's it's diminishing returns at that point. It is. You're just going downhill. Yeah, because you you have a oh, it's when um say somebody I don't know some kind of you're in some kind of job position right, and you build a fan base. Say you're uh, on a show or something like that, and you build a fan base, and then you um. Or even you had a podcast. Say you had a podcast dedicated to listeners. And like you're like, I'm independent. I'm 100% independent. I always do this shit like, for the people, all this shit. And then you just switched up and corporatized your shit. Like, you would alienate your whole audience. Right. Because you'd be completely switching the thing that they valued because they listened to you. And that's what you valued. Your so sellout. You attracted
1: them. Yeah. yeah. And you Exactly. The definition of sellout, basically. Basically. Yeah. And that happens to companies, too. It happens to everybody. Yeah. Because they're waving that dollar in front of you and it's hard to say no. And a lot of the times that's another thing It's like another thing I recommend to people is like you got to know when to curve a big check. You know, you could be looking at a lot of money, but you could be getting fucked at the same time. So like you got to really it's important to have if you don't know how to read a contract to have people around you that know how to read contracts. It's like the most important thing ever, because when you're doing business at, at a certain level, like there is sharks out here, like there's more people trying to fuck you over than there are trying to really do business with you. I believe that at least, you know and it's about you know you got to have a great filter you got to have a, a huge filter in front of you that is able to you know pick certain people and 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 scan them really like do a quick this is what this people this person and you have to be able to do it in a second because you never know where something could go down you know yeah you never know it couldn't be you know you're not going to close the deal the second you meet somebody but it could be that person that you end up closing the deal with at some point and you want to You know what I mean You want to be able to Give your full self to that person yeah. If that makes sense If that makes sense I lost my train of thought Halfway through that yeah, I wanna... it's,
2: it's learning to say no Yeah Yeah You know Learning to turn down the deal In order to Right to get Yes yeah, yeah. The power of saying no Well the thing is You gotta
0: go on your conscience You know
2: Yeah It's like I
0: fucking I'm dedicating my life To this shit dude Like I like, when you dedicate your life to anything, I mean, this is just a podcast or you have anything, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you kind of, you go with what feels right. Right. So you know that if you just go for the bag, but it didn't feel right, like only you will know if it didn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. But if you go for the bag and it doesn't feel right, but you just get the bag and you go through it, it's like, that outcome is not the same as right. if you did something you that felt right, that you might've took a little less money, you might've made a little sacrifice. But you're fulfilled. But you're fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely different. The balance thing is what gets me. That I'm really trying to figure out because I don't think that exists for me right now. Like, in terms of I haven't gotten it, so I'm like, this is it. I can do... I can just ride out. Right. And just, like... I, I'm just switching things up all the time.
1: Yeah. To try to figure out... Figure that out for me. Right. You know, the balance. A lot of it's equation. routine. A lot of it's, like... And I'm, I'm struggling with it, too. Because, like, at this point, I'm a workaholic. Because yeah. if, if this many people depend on you to get work done, like, and nobody else is going to do it, you got to do it. Right? But... But there's times where, like, if you gotta take time for self, like, take a take a walk, like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. l- do like really, like, do things like this, like take a walk, take a warm shower, like read a book, like small things. Even if you take an hour for yourself every day, because that's how it started with me. Like, I I wasn't taking any time for myself. I'd wake up, open my laptop, work till nine p.m., take melatonin, go to sleep, do the same thing the next day, seven days a week. This was my whole last year until like a couple months ago when I said enough is enough you know like i have to take multiple showers a week i have to you know like there's things i have to do for myself or else i'm just gonna be in a hole and like it's about recognizing like when you're at that state and detaching yourself or before you get to that state and detaching yourself the goal is to do it before you get there you know you want to be able to recognize that i'm going into a pattern of like taking all this shit on and be able to you know like separate the folders like this is this is for this time I'm doing this at this time and it doesn't have to be a, a coordinated schedule but just know in your head that I'm only going to spend an hour or two on this today and do that you don't know, commit to it there's something called a pomodoro ti- tom- pomodoro pomodoro th- pomodoro timer that's it you've heard of it before yes pomodoro technique yeah. yeah those things work well they have like apps on the computer you just 5 minutes so, so 5 minutes so do you do that I, I was in the beginning and then I got used to it Yeah
0: You know Time blocking basically mm-hmm. Yeah, I set alarms on my phone Yeah And I just block at the time And I do that one thing
1: That's what Show Me does The guy that mentored me Like he'll set an alarm He'll be editing He'll set an alarm for an hour mm-hmm. The alarm will go off He'll get off the computer He'll go upstairs He'll eat something the alarm will go off again He'll go back down
0: I'll do two hours And I yeah. go for a walk It's yeah. the best That's the best
1: And it's balance man Yeah You know It's just If you don't feel fulfilled By that balance You gotta, you gotta allocate more time To yourself You know and, and if you're not getting the work done in the time that you allocated for that time for that work to get done that's okay you know if you're not working against tight deadlines and you're you know you're doing it for you that's okay you know you have to take time for yourself like I'm a big advocate of vacations and things like that because if you're not doing those things you're going to get burnt out and burnout is real burnout is the realest thing that I've, you know at 29 years old and I've been doing this for mad years with people shitting on me and telling me no and changing my fonts and things like that you know what i mean like yeah. yep. there's sometimes where I, I i look and and i sit you know what i mean in my bed indian style my laptop in front of me working my ass off and i'm like what am i doing like do i even like this shit anymore right
0: yeah every day almost <laughs> a lot
1: like do i even want to do this and mm-hmm. and yeah i want to do it because i'm this far this is my love you know what i mean like i, I this is my like there's women that I've been in relationships with that have gotten mad at me because I'm too obsessed with this. You know, there's, there's people that have gone out of my life because I'm too obsessed with this. If I'm this far into this at this point, like how am I to turn back? Who would I be to turn back at this point? You know? And, and I do still love it. Like when you look deep inside and like, it's just, it's just like, yeah, but these are all like external factors that make you like feel this way. And it's about fuck all that for a second, put the shield up, get guarded, and realize that's not, all these external factors don't affect me as a human, that's where the detachment comes in, like it's okay, I could do all this work, but like recognize that I'm not just a tool, you know, like I'm not just a a tool for myself, I'm not a tool for other people, like I'm a body, I'm a human, I have feelings, I need to take care of myself, I need to fucking be healthy, you know, and it's important, it's just as important as the work, because if you're not taking care of yourself, the efficiency goes down and it goes down and it goes down. And eventually you'll just be in a hole, you know? How do you determine, like, the sacrifices that you make f- for
0: what you do and the ones that you don't? Like, is it just an obvious
1: thing or? It's a good question.
0: Because um, I I just, that's a personal question to be honest It's a good you.
1: question, though. Sometimes it's like, uh, sometimes it's, you have no choice but to make sacrifices and you just have to and then other times it's like you can you can say like you said it's like common sense you can sort of decide like when something is right or wrong or like if something is unnecessary and it needs to go or like wants and needs you know like if you want something you need something two completely different things and a lot of us tend to you know switch them up and so You know, when it comes to like investing in your business and things like that, and like you have, you know, if you want to set up like this, right? Like you said, like you didn't get this all at once. It takes years, you know? And it's, it's, this is like not eating for three days. This is like, I didn't get that laptop I wanted. This is like, you know what I mean? Like it's sacrifices like that. This is, I, I couldn't take that girl out on this date. I couldn't, you know what I mean? Every piece of equipment is like, oh, wait. I could have went down the shore with my friends, but instead I bought a GoPro. I could have got ahead on my savings a little bit more, but I'm investing. Exactly. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's like, no matter what, like meet you where you're at. Yeah. We were actually talking about that with the cat. It's like, you got
0: to, you have to, you get into a position where you realize that you have to spend what you make to make more. Yep. And then, because you know the people that got a bag and then just like bought a Dodge Durango, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it's like. Back at square one, man. I'm back at, you know, whatever job you were at before that.
1: And know? I could take this into music. Like, you see the rappers that get their advances from the label, and they go and they buy the, the most expensive Johnny Dang teeth and the fucking, and I'm guilty. I got the grills in my mouth and the expensive Jordans and the fucking but It's like, you got to know, like, the rappers that succeeded out there, look at, like, J. Cole. That man didn't get his advance and fucking wear a chain. That man reinvested. The ones that reinvested are the ones that are turning into moguls. You know what I mean? Look at yeah. that. It popped out. <laughs> just because you said it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool.
2: Long term, short term. Yeah. You know? What, are you, what are you so
1: for? You t- do you what uh, do you invest in? So can
2: you
0: do you uh can you say how much that those cost or is that it's, you don't have
1: to if you don't want these, to These just... um these were cheap. These were like this fourteen carat white gold with a VVS diamond in each tip, and they were four fifty for two fangs.
0: Four hundred and fifty bucks? Uh-huh. Okay. That's not crazy.
1: Gold's cheap right now. Oh no shit. uh
0: uh-huh. Huh. Cause I always wanted to know. I would see did you ever know what how much those things cost? Not in people's, a clue. I have no idea, dude. People were paying for the dollar. You could have told me fourteen thousand or said, Oh yeah. Yeah, no,
1: nah, I keep it real, though. <laughs> dude,
0: totally. I would not have known. Like I don't that. fucking know shit. I always just think, like, I
2: think that they're expensive, you know? Yeah, I see them, that, I'm like, oh, shit, that's yeah, expensive. Yeah, it's like, that must
0: be expensive. Well, the thing is, too, if you lose it, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's that. So, how long have you had? I oh, mean, we just diverted from a solid conversation, cool. too, but uh, <laughs> just because I ha- I had to, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't ever
1: ask anybody yeah. a question who had, who had them, you know? No, nah, they're they're, they're funny. That's why I had to get them, because I was like, I've always wanted. I used to see Kanye with the, the diamonds on his bottom teeth, and I have an underbite that I've never been able to get rid of, even when I had braces. So I was like, I'm just gonna flex the underbite. <laughs> I'm just gonna show
2: <laughs> that off real quick. Yeah. Off. Yeah.
0: yeah, throw them to that. There you go. Let's go, dude. Yes, sir. Look at that. That's yeah. gnarly. Yes, yeah, sir. Damn. I don't know what... all right, listen, let me do a little left turn here. Yeah. Art director. What is that what do art
1: directors do? What does that entail? I'm so, very curious about this. Let's say it's a music video. Mm-hmm. Little through the process, direct the right to treatment. The treatment is basically like this is what we're gonna do for the music video. Whether we're gonna shoot it in a mall, girl's gonna go in a store and buy a gumball, and she's gonna come out and blow a bubble. And you know what I mean? Then she's gonna see a nice car in the mall, and she's gonna, whatever. My job is to come in, look at the treatment. Okay, we need this color gumball. I'm gonna get this gumball. We need a gumball machine. I'm gonna get the gumball machine from here. We need. We need the mall to look like this type of store. We need—I'm going to build the store on the inside of the venue, like wherever we rent. I'm going to turn it into whatever the director's vision is. So, like turning basement into college dorm rooms, turning a bagel store into a New York City bodega in New Jersey, like doing like uh, building like samurai like samurai training facilities and like you know like building sets. That's basically what so I do. So you're coordinating that those. Yes oh, Got it So It used to be me physically building them Yeah But now it's, Well you worked your way up right Yeah I
0: mean, Yeah that's how this worked
1: But now But also this is how, When I coordinate them I'll have somebody To go pick up all the stuff But I like building them still Is that a PA that does that That mm-hmm. picks up stuff Okay cool Usually I'll, I'll, have an, I'll call it an art So assistant. now you
0: got your PAs now yes. Where you're like So you're building these motherfuckers up You're like yep. Hey Standing against the wall You know do some shit or whatever Like <laughs> I said before not. Like the people I look for Are people <laughs> yeah. like me Yeah People exactly. that are fucking starving yes. And like who want to be in it. And, yeah. Yep. You know the people who are doing it for a job and the people who are like, holy yep. shit, this person's dedicated.
1: Exactly. And I'm like, I'm not the guy that's going to be like, go stand up against the wall. I'm going to give you enough rope to let you hang yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you fucking don't impress me, that's on you. Yeah. Because I'm literally giving you all the tools and the rope. I'm giving you the tools and the rope. You, you know what so I mean?
0: So you have to learn how to like manage people and stuff, right? Yeah, of like, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, how, how did you learn that? Did you have like mentors or anything? Working in restaurants. Oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. That's a
1: great way to learn it. Uh, working in restaurants and uh, working in insurance offices, recruiting people. Yep. That's why I had like a whole lot of other jobs, you know, okay. along the way. But that's what... That's, Did you go to college or... Mm, I tried. It's a long story, but I, I was... My high school guidance counselor told my mother not to waste her money. So my mom listened. And she shouldn't have because I could have gone into a college. I really could have. My high school guidance counselor was just a lazy bitch, to be honest with you. And she, she didn't want to look for colleges for me because she thought I would just say, fuck off because like my senior year of high school I didn't give a fuck I didn't do it I learned everything that I wanted to learn with what I wanted to do with life I taught myself between the ages like 9 and 18 on the computer you know so I would go to, we had a graphic design class and that's the only class I gave a fuck about everything else I was sleeping and so she told her this and that and I didn't go to college I got into a county college county college in Morris like on my own like I went my mom like I begged her over the summer to take me over there sign me up with classes with my friend I was, like, taking these art classes and a photography class and, like, graphic design class, all these classes, right? And I needed a laptop and I needed a camera and I was working at this pizzeria trying to save for them. Asked my father, can you help me out a little bit? No. So I had to drop out. Like, I literally had no choice. So, uh, so like, when you mentioned, like, buying the setups and things like this, this was something that was, like, deep in my heart that, like, I need to get this shit because, like, I wasn't able to go to college. So, like, this is... Once I get this, I can do the things that I wasn't able to learn in college because I didn't have that opportunity, you know? And it's funny because I I mentioned I have three younger brothers. Like, my brother's got the NYU education. The other one went to Ramapo. The other one goes to Rowan. Like, they all got to college. But I, there's a difference between myself and them. Is like, there's a degree of, like, and I don't want to roast them right now with this word, but, like, sheltered. Like, I was very, I had to hit the streets, and I had to keep it moving, you know? and i didn't have a there was no testing there was no i had to make my own testing you know there was no i didn't have choices like it was go from the day i turned 18 it was go you know and that's just how it's been so you
0: just ha- you just have to go dude yeah
1: but like i mentioned like burnout like 29 yeah, yeah. like you from 18 to 29 11 years just nonstop. just just starving and like you know get it's it's a long time and
0: so when people told you Okay cuz it was it's obvious that you have a you're just dedicated to the thing that you're doing right you know um but when people when the, when you when relationships or people in your life or like what like w- your mindset must have i guess just been I'm just impressed from like 18 on you just having this cuz you know how people wander a lot like you probably did wander though a right lot. yeah mm-hmm. so you probably went around but like your work ethic i guess mm-hmm. was Really maintained right throughout that whole thing. Yeah. Is there any like job that stands out or whatever, like in terms of the random jobs you might have had?
1: Absolutely. Uh, there was a job in Atlantic City. Um, shout out Joe Lamberti. That's my guy. It was, the name of the restaurant was Lamberti's. It was owned by his father, Looch. Is it still there? Um, I, th- I think they're actually getting renovated right now. Um, so it's going to be a bigger restaurant. But uh, this guy taught me. This guy taught me that not every job has to feel like a job. Like, does that make sense? And like, I can do the things I love and it doesn't have to feel like work. And I can manage people. And what I give to my employees, they're going to return to me. So it's about treating people with respect. And it's not being a dick and helping people succeed rather than setting them up to fail. You know, because there's a lot of people out there that, they have a position above you and they're scared you're coming for them and they're going to set you up to do the worst work you got to be you know those aren't a good man that's not a good manager in my opinion like when you get the opportunity to manage people you have to you have to come correct you have to come with respect and you have to treat people like individuals because everybody you, it could be it could be anybody that's coming for you they're going to take your job and they're going to do more and they're going to succeed and you could be working for them next year so you know the same, the same guy That I'm talking about now Is hitting me up now Asking me for help You know And I'm gonna give it to him Because he was great to me You know And that's how it goes Like It's paying it forward You just gotta pay it forward if Someone was great to you Treat Treat the people That you're gonna put on The same way You know Yeah It's, it's important Yeah So what'd you do At the restaurant Or in restaurants I was just serving But like yeah. I was the guy You know like I can manage a restaurant. Yeah. I no, no,
0: I think I don't, dude. Serving—that's a, especially in a busy restaurant or yeah. something where that actually gets like, you know, you get a lot of tables and yeah, stuff we like popping. that, dude. It, 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 it it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy job. Like it just there's a there can be a lot going on. I actually just read, uh, listened to, well, actually read too because I bought the book, uh, Anthony Bourdain's book. Wow. Uh, Kitchen Confidential. Yeah. That put me on, man, because I've never worked in. I've deli- I delivered pizza once. Like, right that was it, man. Like, I were, I'm a wedding DJ, so like, yep. I work around caterers and stuff like that, right. but like, never in that capacity. But, right. But yeah, that's what like, kind of led me in there. You Restaurant know? industry is pretty crazy, man. But I wasn't, I wasn't, I've never been involved with it. I've just been like, yeah. outside of it. But yeah, it's, it's uh you can definitely, I mean, the way that he was explaining it too, it's kind of, it's really interesting he also breaks down all the different roles wow. in the beginning he tells you about what you don't have in your kitchen that the restaurant has right? You know, and all these different things that hooks you in and then he goes through the course of the book and his story and at the end he also goes through all the different roles like the servers do this for me right. when I'm a chef or a cook and the or the line cooks do this and then the bartender does this that sounds dope the bartender gets my fucking uh, comes back to me with the shit that the server said right. like
1: that sounds dope. What's the name of it?
0: Kitchen Confidential. You got it.
1: You would definitely yeah, love it if I, you worked in restaurants. I really man. like the sound of it. And I love yeah. Anthony Bourdain. So. Yeah,
0: dude, he's and rest in peace, man. What a fantastic yeah. human being. Great What's person, up? man. Dude, next level. It's the greatest the ones, man.
1: The greatest ones. Yeah. It's brilliant minds that that do shit, you know. Brilliant minds that are that are the the most twisted. It's because there's a lot of thinking, man. Man. Thinking is like the devil, you know, it's it's they say like the, the idle hand is the devil's workshop, and I think it's it's not the hand, it's the brain. You know? Like if your brain is not doing anything, you're most likely thinking either a negative thought or something complacent. The hand like, was
0: how you activated the brain back then. Exactly. There was no other stimulations. Right. When that quote now was. Now you around. don't need hands. No, you don't need hands That's at all. That's what's crazy. I mean, you need hands just to press yeah. buttons. I mean, for people that are handless. Right. Like, but you if can... you're
1: in a YouTube hall at night, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: you don't need shit. It's a, it's but, just going to work itself.
1: And it's a, and and next it, video. Granted next like video. a YouTube hole isn't like idle. Like your mind is stimulated. Mm-hmm. But
0: No, but you're not doing any ma- Oh, so right.
1: yo, you you'll definitely
0: vibe with this shit. So, there's music that you have to do work to understand and mm-hmm. there's music that you can just know yeah on the second you listen to it yeah. what's happening right and that's the difference that's why there's art that's deeper in art that's closer to the surface right that's the difference is it's when right you right. have a when you have to analyze the lyrics of a song or when the rapper is just so his lyrics are so diverse and intense mm-hmm. that you're like i couldn't even have aesop rock or something right. like that right one of these guys that's just like crazy Mythical. and i love this shit yeah. and uh rhyme sayers fucking love that shit but right. like that is, and not something everybody can get into, you know, but that's a level of analysis where you almost, you would very much benefit looking at the lyrics and really going through them. Yeah, know? bro. And so like, that's every, that's just a, a example or a microcosm of art itself. There's just art that involves different layers
1: of think or different levels of uh, brain function. It's Basquiat power. versus Warhol, bro. Mm-hmm. Look at the Damn, two. That's it. And if you watch that documentary, yeah. it was all. Actually know, never, wa- I haven't watched it. Though. It's kind of it crazy. Bad. Their relationship was nuts. They had a crazy relationship, those two. I know J. Cole
0: rapped, and one of his words was, or lines was, had Basquiat in it, and that's how I even knew who this guy okay, was at artist, all. Man. I had no idea what he was saying. Great I was like, artist. what's Basquiat mean?
1: So he he was a heroin addict off the streets in New York, just turned into an artist, just became super rich off art, started, like, dating Andy Warhol, like, like. there's a very deep story behind it. I don't want to, like, fuck up the, his legacy by, like, trying to tell the <laughs> story because it's, like, really serious, but... But essentially, like like you just said, it's like if you look at a Basquiat and you look at a Warhol, you're getting a t- can of tomato soup and you're getting a fucking giant canvas filled with tiny words of like misery and like just thoughts like this guy's thoughts were on this on this canvas. And like it, it who knows who can analyze this? You know what I mean? This guy was fucked up. He was like going through it really bad and he was just making art he's dead now but who wouldn't like if he only knew his legacy if he only knew that there's an exhibition in New York right now that people are paying you know they're making so much money towards his foundation with this ex- exhibition and like imagine if the dude was alive to see this you know okay. and it's so deep like if somebody could analyze a Basquiat that would be you know I'm sure there's people out there that I know super fans of this guy that like really really like go in on his art mm. and it's it's hard to interpret but like, but it's like listening to like a mortal technique, right? You know what I mean? Like Dance you with re- the devil. Right. On some crazy shit. It's like, and there's a niche for it. There are people that love this shit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know where I see it blending now is where you see like Griselda, right? Yes. Oh man. I love Griselda. <laughs> I love Griselda. And like, maybe blame it on the fact I'm 29 years old and like, I, I grew up on real rap. I'm 23. Like I love Griselda. You already know. You know what I mean? Like. Like, did you grow up... Like, when you started listening to hip-hop, what kind of hip-hop was it?
0: Dude, I'd hate to say this to you, but uh, I started rapping when I was, like, 16. Yeah. And that's when I started listening to hip-hop. So, I didn't see any hip-hop.
1: I'm mad Like, no
0: it. hip-hop. Yeah. Of. But whenever I talk... Because I talk to so many rappers. Right. And they're all... Like, not all. Obviously, some of them have their... Everybody has their own scenario. But a lot of them had it either in the household or, mm-hmm. like, they just found it with their homies Young or something right. like that. And I didn't... Ha- I'm almost... It's yeah, it's like ended up being a positive that I got to just like learn about hip hop at a later stage when I right. can understand all of it. Yeah. But like that's the shit that I like I came I knew Eminem existed. Right. I knew some of his songs maybe. Um there was random underground rappers who I fucked with. Right. Um, this guy named Jonas I don't know if you heard. I haven't heard of him Yeah he's, he's, he's yeah. I think he still makes shit. One of those guys That like you found Back then right. and It's like I don't know if he makes shit I don't know like right. What's going on I remember on, those lost, days. lost touch you yeah. know But that was my start To hip hop So then I, I I Immediately um, A friend of mine She sent me Light in the Attic By Action Bronson And Party yep. Supplies I think Party Supplies Did that yep. one Yep and, dude, that set me off. And then I got into Joey. Then I got into Pro Era. Then I got yeah. into Alchemist. Then I got into Denzel Curry. Then I And I saw all of them live. And then I finally, like, later on, I got into Mac Miller, saw right. him. like. So you appreciate real rap. Dude, I love rap, dude. I love, like... Do you love Joey I'm, Battis' 1999 album? So before every track meet that I had in high school, yeah. I would listen to 1999. Yep. And I would warm up. And I didn't talk to anybody. And I would just listen to that album. I'm telling you, on the way there, when I was getting warmed up and on the way back, every chance I got, dude, that album solidifies. Shout
1: out my boy Chuck Strangers. Shout Shout out out, Joey. Shout out Chuck Strangers, dude, and Joey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. That's, yo, I got... Living in danger. Shout out Chuck Strangers, yo. That's I'm going to do another shout out. That's one of my favorite albums of all time as well. Chuck's dope. Chuck's a cool guy. I'm I'm, I'm trying to work with Chuck up and have conversations with him lately about... He sent me some beats and I've I've been trying to get some of the artists I work with on them, but uh, you know, it's just it's a process. It's It's a process. Dude, what
0: a ah, dude! I just I I love I love the Beast Coast, dude. I just I love the Provera. I love Flatbush. I saw these guys too, like, and I saw them then, like, and I know they were really into. They were that's when like they were really starting to pop, pop. Yeah. Like get like the mainstream shit, like Denzel on the water flip shit and all that. Like it was a little before that. And so there was still a grassroots right. part of it where it's like, oh, these are
1: just people that know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a tight venue. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: not Mac Miller, obviously. I saw him. Yeah, but Joey, Joey venue, was but... different.
1: Joey, the come of Joey yes. was very cool to watch. I loved watching it. I loved watching people start to, like, learn about him and, like, hear his music and be mind-blown. It's just like, I remember smoking blunts in people's cars and they would have different Joey songs on that I'd never heard before. And it was just like, that era was back. And I almost feel that way now with Roselda. And Joey's dropping 2000, you know? It's like the follow-up album to 1999. And, like, music's in a good place right now. Like, it's in a great place. Like, there's a space for lyrical rappers again. It's just about doing it. Like, you have to, like we said, like, just go ahead and do it and make it hot, you know? And then network and meet the right people. Because, like, with this, you know, separation of six and you have TikTok and Instagram now, like, how... You could talk to anybody. I DM people every day. Check marks, you know? They're people, too. Yep. You know? Like, they're, if they see it and they like what they see, they're going to answer you. So just shoot your shot. Like, I shoot my shot with everybody. You have to, you know? Yep. If you're not, then, you know, the closed, mouth, the closed mouth doesn't get fed. That's what it is. Like Kanye shit, dude, with Jay-Z. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: It's facts. Yeah, when he was like, he literally said that to him, too. Mm-hmm. That's when I was in that part of the doc, and I'm like, Kanye documentary, you know? I'm like, yo, yeah, he was on it, bro. He was on some, like, I'm not trying to, supposed to be here
1: type shit. Mm-hmm. Those are those energies that mm-hmm. are just, those are crazy energies, bro. It's because, like, you have an accident like that, and, like, you just come, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're you're fresh here. Yep. I was supposed to be dead, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, ty- fuck that. Yeah, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yo, you don't know have crazy shit. That's yeah. like, dude, that's the artist in general, man. You just have to have, the more crazy shit that happens, the fucking better. Amazing shit just comes out of that, man. Yep. No lie. When you just on autopilot, life like that's when art stops a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like the um balancing the life of the artist you know. Right. Whereas I was talking to somebody on a podcast about this yesterday. Podcast I was on, and I was like, he was talking about Wim Hof. Are you? I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a uh. breathing. Uh, he's a guy who uh, climb Mount Everest yeah. in uh like barefoot. That's crazy. Yeah. So he just cold doesn't matter. Yeah. Like he just gets through that shit. And yeah, there's like uh, there is a level or there's a way that he he lived at one time Mm -hmm. where he lived in like a commune with a bunch of people and they would just do whatever they want all day right you know and that's the artist balance between that and then the people who are like just grind life is about pain and grind yeah you know and i think the life of the artist is a balance in that there is you know and it's hard i mean i don't like i said i don't really feel like i've found like i'm pretty good like i'm happy every day man even if my day goes bad like i could still at the end of the day say like i'm still happy and i'm happy where i'm at i'm grateful you know right but there there is it's it's those are really the sides of the spectrum at least the the way Mm -hmm. that i see it you know between the because the artist is supposed to just do you know they're supposed to just experience and take things in yep and that's easy to get lost in the sauce with the business side and the number
1: side and all that shit imagine growing up in a time where there wasn't any of that imagine growing up where like art basil was actually about art and like Van Gogh was a painter. Imagine like, a time when a basil. Yeah. But imagine, like, you could, <laughs> oh, like, throw, real. like, you could, you could paint that mm-hmm. and sell it for a million dollars yeah. without any of the intricacies. Without any of the, oh, I don't like the way the right curve is on the side. Can you change it? There's none of that You anymore. let the artist Be control, in control Be of the, the artist art. Yeah That's why I tell the artists I work with Be the artist Yeah Let but, me but handle the it, business It has to
0: do with vision though And mm-hmm. I mean I took that responsibility On myself When people were making decisions That I didn't agree with yep. And I was like I didn't set this From the beginning Right Like you almost have to say We choose the font We choose the blah yeah. We choose this yeah, You choose the this You choose the this You choose the right. this And then they go Can we choose that? Yeah, but you're not going to have to get to choose this then. Right. And they're like, okay, cool. Then let's figure out the middle ground. It's like, well, that's hard at scale. And then people always change their mind. So you agree to some shit, and then they just change their mind anyway. So if you're dealing with more than, like, two people, you're kind of screwed, man. It's like, it's... And that's why the contracts are super fucking (laughs) important. Yeah, and that's why I just started doing them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally didn't... I had them, but, like, they were agreements. They weren't even... right.
1: Dude, I didn't have
0: contracts. Are you kidding me? I was like a freaking freelancer making 20 bucks for an All edit, right.
1: you know? No, but it's, especially with edits, like, you have to pay, you like, from personal experience, like, you have to charge, going into this, you know that these people are going to hit you with, I don't like the font, I don't like this, uh, I don't like that. So you go into it and be like, I'll give you three revisions you better get all your notes in within those three revisions or I'm charging you more. Yep. That's what we, we do too. Yeah. I mean, anything. You know, you have yep. to set your own boundaries and like that's important yep. Two too. Two per deliverable, but. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. Totally doable. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and then if we're assholes, then you'll get three. It's like if we right. can't, if we fuck some shit up, right? Right. It's like we, we're not going to be, we're going to be. Yeah. But that's a level that, uh, it, people are not on the same page. Like no. people aren't, people look at it from their perspective and then they want this other person to do this thing but that person did the whole thing right they didn't just do the font no they did the everything. whole thing was a vision of the whole thing yep and that's a an un- lack of understanding of the art side yeah you know and then but the arts artists sometimes don't get the other side yeah they don't where the person goes listen you're literally just not gonna make this much money or whatever right and they're like nah like it's all good trust We're, me like, trust me yeah I'm it's... gonna be the
1: guy to break the door down yeah that those are another challenge mm-hmm. it's too like you said it's a spectrum there's those people and then there's the people that understand that there's like a lot more to this and they can go ahead and preface it. Go ahead and get this shit done ahead of time. Yep. Like if you want to make a record that's going to sell to the modern market, make a record that's going to sell to the modern market. Let's not record a track and then figure out, OK, this sounds all right, but uh, I think we should switch this, this and that. But we could just write a song off rip, you know what I mean? And then we can sit in the studio and fine tune everything. But if we're going to work on like I've been in studio sessions where like we're working on songs and I just know like this isn't going to do anything, you know, and that's like a challenge, you know, like and you try and tell people like I'm pretty fucking transparent. Like I'll tell somebody like this is not what what you think it is. Like it sounds good. It's a good song, but this isn't a radio song. You're not going to make money off this. Labels aren't going to be like, oh, my God, this is a banger. You know what I mean? Like I know what they're looking for because I work there. So it's like, all they care about now is, yeah, the talent. It's got to sound great. It's got to sound industry quality. But you got to have the numbers. You got to have the blue check mark. You got to have the content. You got to be self-sufficient. You got to have the team behind you. Until you have all these things, these labels aren't providing you with these things anymore. They'll provide you with a manager, an A&R, and a budget. You know? And that's it. And the A&R isn't working mo- most of the time. And I've heard this because people, you know, around the industry tell me, That there's not artist development at these major labels. They're literally handing over advances. And saying, go hang yourself, basically. Go buy that chain. You know? Go buy that chain. And you're not going to make the money back? And then we're going to drop you. And we made whatever money that you made is ours. 360 deals. They're just fucking people all over the place. So what's important now in the space of music is... Fuck a record deal. You want a record label partnership. There's a diff, like huge difference, because now you're talking about ownership. Now you're talking about I own, whether it's sixty percent or forty percent, because they're giving you all the money. You still own that. That's yours. They're not taking all of your royalties for three years, and then you know what I mean. And then they own yeah. your masters at the end of the three years, and you have to buy them back. And like whatever, it's like it's like it's like a jail sentence. It's like time served. It's like whatever money you made during those three years, that's your head start on your masters. And you're gonna have to pay the rest of the fucking money back. Yeah, like that's it's insane. And then they're trapping people. Like you see, so the SoundCloud wave was a huge boom for like it was a huge money making thing for like record labels because it's an unlimited talent pool of ignorant people mm-hmm. that are starving for a record deal. Okay, let me get this guy. To so how do
0: you thing. get a partnership? How does that work?
1: Do they they don't advertise this, right? No, like I said, you they don't advertise it ever. It's usually just these deals, yeah. right? You need to have, like I said. S- oh, full, you have to have the setup. You're saying full yes. self sufficiency. Yeah. Once so s- you have to be independent. Yeah. Fully independent. Fully basically.
0: independent. And successful. Yes. Reasonably successful, independent. Joey yeah,
1: Badass yeah. is a good model. Yeah.
0: Like that's. And there are not a, a whole lot of people at that level, but there mm. are people at that level. So there is competition. I think people also think that once they get the 100Ks or the. Uh, millions or whatever like you right. start getting into pretty big numbers right. that it's just oh magic like labels just reach yeah. out and amazing things happen yeah it's well, not it so not. but if you're saying if you're self-sufficient in that way then you can use that as leverage to create a deal that's not a deal but a partnership where the terms benefit you a little bit more but creative you're not gonna control g- creative control but you're mm-hmm. not gonna get as much from them right in that respect maybe not
1: but but you're gonna you're gonna have a plan you know like if you have, if you're dealing with you and you have all your boys from the street around you, and then you have the record labels A and R, and the record labels management team managing you, you're going by the record label. Like you're gonna make what they want to make. You're gonna make like they're finding you the producers, the songwriters, the fucking they're making you the hits. This is what they do, right? But they're not developing you as an artist yourself. They're making radio hits because they know how to make radio hits. Your voice could have been anybody's voice, you know. But you had the followers and you had the team behind you or you didn't and and you're getting taken advantage of, you know, and like there's people that the people that are they're going to take advantage of are the people that get like the viral video and they get signed right away. They're getting fucked. These people, the people that have gone from the ground up and built and established like Griselda, Griselda, I'm pretty sure they're in a partnership with Interscope. They're in a partnership. Yeah, it's not just a, a record deal. And so, like, you see, like, they're able to move on their own accord. They rap what they want to rap about. They pick their own beats. They can beef with each other. Yeah, they fucking do whatever they want. Yep. They literally do whatever they want. At whatever, at the ripe age of 49, whatever, however the fuck old they are. Dude,
0: I'm so happy for them, too. Me, too, man.
1: Me, too. I don't care if it takes me that long. You know what I mean? Me, too. Yeah, no, 100%. And
0: that's what I keep telling people, though, is that you always have time. It's like, you don't always have time, but you fucking have time. You do. In the first... Look at them. Look Seventy years of your life, like yeah. not on even not on some crazy Gary V shit or anything. Nah, like, you're right. For just actuality now, it's real. With the pace that life is going, like the pace that technology is going, mm-hmm. you can just do. You can just. Oh, I'm gonna do shit online now. Yeah. Now you could fail that and just give up, but or you can just lean into it and like you did and. You studied and you were on the computer and you understood and you got into the programs and you and you were learning. Like you were learning skills. Right. Where other people were not. Even at the people that were at the level that you were at. Right. They were not doing that. And now, even the fact that you could do it then, mm-hmm. that I could do it now in the last few years, mm-hmm. and then somebody else at any time can really do it. And right. it's just going to be more advanced yep. later on. Anyway, yep. it might be harder. It might be a bigger pool of people because mm-hmm. more people have figured it out. And that's a fact, but if you work hard, you can just do it. But yeah, like the, the ability to pivot now, like now's the time, like this is the era that it's the easiest
1: to switch and do something else,
0: you know, which is kind of crazy. You can just pick up and go.
1: And I struggle with that too sometimes because I feel like sometimes I'm falling behind like TikTok and with Instagram going with like, they're pushing reels more forward and things like that. You see my Instagram, I got one reel up about how I made a podcast that I could make these reels simply i know i make them all the
0: time right but it's
1: just like (laughs) i say all this hot shit you know what i mean i could talk all of it but it's hard for me to follow my own advice sometimes because like like you said one there's so much time left in this earth my boy bill says to me all the time he's older than me and he's like i'm 32 years old and i haven't even lived half my life yet think if i live till 80 i still haven't lived half of my life that's a long fucking time man you know if i've done all this up to this point picture another 20 years, you know, and that's fine, and coming back to the reels, like, this is where all of the shit that we just talked about comes into play, the procrastination, and this, and that, like, like, I could be doing this right now, but I'm in a space right now, where I need to be me, I need to concentrate on myself, I can't be out here doing this, and the same guy that's giving me advice on social media, and telling me how long I got to live, and things like that, he was the same guy telling me 10 years ago that I didn't need social media, You know, that's how long I've been doing this. I was doing it before it was cool. And now it's to the point where it's like, okay, I deserve, if I don't want to fucking post every second of my life on Instagram, that I can do that, you know? Yeah, should be able to. And if I want to, you know, if eventually I'll come back to it, like I do plan on coming back to it at some point because I know it's inevitable. Like if I want to be successful in this space at this point, I have to be on social media. But at this point, at 29 years old in my life, I do not need that I will post some of my stories you don't need to see what I'm doing because I'm in the grind period in a couple years I'll post something with Jay-Z and you'll be like how the fuck did he get there you'll see I'll show you you'll watch the movie yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like I'm on. I'm beyond Instagram like I'm trying to do things that are I want to make movies I want to I want to sign artists and create amazing albums I want to you know who Sycamore is he was Travis Scott's A&R and he started off as a photographer And it's like, if you look at his work, he's an artist to the core. Like, he's a guy that was taking photos, I guess found Travis Scott or started working with him somewhere at some point. And it's just like, when you look at him from the outside, he doesn't look like somebody that works in music. He looks like somebody that's just like deep in his his lane. He does his art. And that's what I've always aspired to be, is somebody that is able to create what they want to create, but also put on for other people. And then also, like, present an entire culture, if that makes sense. Like, I've had ideas throughout the years. Like, made it used to be called, for example, with a semicolon at the end. And I was very specific about the semicolon because I was, like, the definition, like, a semicolon is, like, when you put it there when the thought's not finished yet. So it was, like, for example, semicolon, fill it in blank. The thought's not finished. You know what I mean? I was trying to create apps. I had ideas for what is now Bumble Business now and like Tinder, how you can like swipe on there and like link with people at music festivals before you go and like things. I had all these ideas like six, seven years ago and I was telling my friends, yo, I have an idea for an app called The Plug where like, it'll be like Tinder where you have a swipe feature, but except it'll be for business and you can link with like-minded individuals and form bands and go to festivals and see what other people are doing and link with them before you even get to the festival. And maybe if a band star, like you meet a bunch of people that you like on this app you can put your music back on And we'll recycle it for you And we'll promote Whoever's the best performing talent That met on our app will recycle the work So that it's on a platform You know What happened six years later? It exists Tinder did it mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's like You just gotta keep going You just gotta keep going Because ideas will keep If you're an idea guy The ideas will never stop You know, the ideas will always be there. I got a phone full of notes that if I showed this to an investor at some point in my life, I'm sure I would get money somewhere. You know, if I built the deck out around one of these ideas, like. It's just about. Like I said, go ahead, do it. You got to pick something and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, all these ideas are great, but it's not what I want to do at this time, yeah. you know? And, yeah, it, and, and I'm very, like, selfish at this point. Well,
0: you know the difference is the execution, too. Yeah. You know? That's really the difference anyway. So, like, for you to start it up, that's why they're just ideas, because you would have to throw everything you everything. have into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you would have that one where it's like, this one just feels like it's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I I feel like I have so many that right? I just wish I could just put the energy into right now. Yeah. It, and you I you know people are going to start them, and it's okay. Like, it's all good. Like, you've accepted it. I've accepted it, right. too. Um, I've bought domains, and I'm going to let them sit until yep. people hit me up, and then I'm going to be like, am I really
1: doing this thing? Yeah. You know, that's how it works. And you can <laughs> charge them a bag if their fucking idea is good, and they want to make that idea come to life. They will pay you exuberant amounts of money for that domain name. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. Yeah, They'll pay you, man. That's People make an entire hustle out of buying domain names. You know that, right?
0: I know people who have made a lot of money. Yeah.
1: Literally just flipping domains. Yeah, I have, I don't know, I don't have a lot. I
0: have like five or ten, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just. That's
0: enough, more than I know. I rack them up. I just rack them up. Like when I have one, and I'm like, this one's good. Right. I just buy it. Right. And that's how I, but like a little archive, people said that. Yeah. So I said, hey, fuck it, that's long term for me. It is. My investing rule is I don't want to check it more than once
1: a year. Yeah. Cool. That's it for me. That's a good investment. Wait for the email to come in. If you got good domain names, it's a solid investment. Yeah. for sure. Podcastpsychology.com Yeah mm-hmm. That's a good one Not bad right That's a good one actually Yeah, yeah. Wow <laughs> Somebody's gonna need that At some point Oh yeah Like a thousand percent Oh yeah I think yeah. probably
0: 10-20 That's not why I bought it I wanna do it Like yeah. I wanna do the business But it's probably uh, Who knows if it'll right. it, Wait for when it'll happen But you know Like the psychology Behind podcasting Would be sick It is Would be a cool idea There's a lot of There's a lot of psychology Behind it And conversation And recorded conversation yeah. where you're Listening to yourself All that type of stuff right. Yeah man So I got the domain, if anybody's interested. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Podcastpsychology.com. I have a lot. Of, I, I won't I won't say my other podcast-related ones, but I have some pretty good podcast-related yeah. ones, too. Yeah, I feel like. Man, it's a, it's a but bank. But I picked my niche. I picked my niche. Yeah.
1: Know? It's a time bomb, man. Yeah, Eventually, you'll make some money off that, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. But, like, so, where do you,
0: um, so, listen, man, like, are you pretty happy at, uh, you know, you seem to be pretty happy with United and what you're doing now, but I'm yeah. kind of curious to see where you. I mean, I know you're putting something together in the works. You kind of alluded to it a little bit, and yep. you can go into it if you want. But I'm curious of what you kind of see this, uh, you know, evolving into. Maybe short term, six months, right. a year, or whatever. But I mean, I'm just curious of that. So,
1: at my current position, I'm doing a lot of uh, the podcast. You know, a lot of brand work. A lot of, you know, if Crown Royale wants to sponsor a series, and we'll put together. Who made the beat And we have all the producers From hit songs coming on. We're doing work like this And I'm doing a lot of film work But I made it very clear When they hired me That my true passion Lies in music And that I'm Trying to use this opportunity As a stepping stone To get my foot in the door In A&R Because it's the perfect Like Cross-pollination Of I'm making content here Right And y'all have An entire A&R team Dedicated to the select artists That we work with So to start I'm looking to, like, cross-pollinate what we do over there in the content by trying to make art, like, make art for artists by artists, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't need a Crown Royale sponsor to make a video for one of the artists that we work with. You know what I mean? I just need you to be the record label and fund the music video, you know? Now it's a, it's a music video for an artist that we did in-house, and now we can start you know now it's real now it's like a real record label we're really moving at a record label pace and like we're working with partnerships like these select artists a lot of them some of them are off the deals the 90 10 some of them get you know they're all different splits but I would like I'm like interested in working with the ones that are self-sufficient and have have the people around them and are creative and have visions and want to bring them to life I want to work with those people because you know what I'm currently doing is very just abide by corporate rules like we're making a show for these people like I'm interested in you know at first doing the music videos and stuff with A&R but then also like I want to be able to show music executives that I'm capable of finding and developing talent on my own whether it's somebody with thousand followers on Instagram that I believe in or it's somebody that I found with a blue check mark with like you know 40,000 followers and has a team behind them I want to be able to show that I can lock these people down and that I can not only have them where they're at, but I can elevate them to a new level off the art that I'm creating. You know, that's my goal. And whether that happens at United Masters or it happens with my own business, like it's going to happen. It's where I'm at. So, you know, there's there's more I'll tell you off camera. Like I I've been, I've been, you know, doing what I have to do for myself. And hopefully, you know things are coming soon. Like uh, I don't know how you know I have things that are in the works that I can't really talk about. But hey, we'll leave it on that. Yeah, Matt, thanks so much for coming in here today. Nah, of course, bro. Thank you, man. Anytime. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was awesome. Nah, I'm
0: gonna come back. This was great. 100. And and yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a few things. Definitely want to get into the whole A and R thing too. I we did not sure. really go there. Um and what you're working on as well we'll just leave it with that and we'll yeah. have that for the next one man so uh awesome and let people know um we'll have it in the description show notes as well where people can find you uh but i think you're the same handle on all social media right
1: yep ice made it all over the internet at ice made it ice made ice made it handles at ice made it that's it i-c-e-m-a-d-e-i-t clean it's clean and simple baby mm-hmm. ice made it yeah ice
0: made it. Com. yep everything um photography videography direction all those type of things literally I know you're, anything yeah you're you're a man of the yes. of the many talents out here as well yes. man um love it love to have another producer in as well um who's doing the podcast thing it's we're all doing our own thing in podcasting yeah, so man. it's just a lot of fun to be here with you man awesome been wanting to have you on since i started seeing anything podcast related from you so like dude i'm just i'm glad we did this today this is awesome. It, anytime grab some clips too Trent. thanks for doing this brother Yo, absolutely shout out trent absolutely, shout absolutely. Out. <laughs> you know, homie, bro. Um, I appreciate it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. Really appreciate it. And as you know, I say it every time. I'll say it again. We're on all platforms, even the ones nobody
1: uses. All right. See you on the next one. Even those ones. Deuces. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much. And by the way,
0: if you want to actually leave the... We'll grab a couple pictures. All right. cool. place. Just to grab Hey, you're the reason that we can keep going with this podcast after four years and over a hundred episodes. So the only thing I ask right now is, Hey, I'll deliver the content to you. If you could just share it with people, um, because I can, you know, only message a certain amount of people a day. So if one of us just shares it with one person, then man, this podcast is going to go anywhere we want it to go. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And please just share this with somebody who you think might find it valuable. So. Alright guys, I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.